Integrity reveals beauty. Let's find out how in this episode of the You Soulful Genius podcast. I am muted at Debowale. Listen on. You're listening to You Soulful Genius podcast, a show about highlighting the genius within every one of us through acts of creating a world of balance, truth, and conscience. This is Mutia Tadaboale, your host. Hello and welcome to the You Soulful Genius podcast. On this episode of the podcast, as usual, I've got another wonderful guest who's going to be exploring all the wonderful things he's been doing as a soulful genius. He's engineer Oluyemi Okundeli of the International Atomic Energy Agency. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Lovely, lovely. It's, 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 we are really privileged having you here today. It's so wonderful. And I'm sure we're going to be talking about, you know, how we can contribute to humanity, do greater things, encourage other people to be the best of themselves and be who they want to be. Okay. I know that I introduced you as an engineer who works at the United Nations. I would like you to introduce yourself and tell us more about you, what you do and how you got there. And then we'll follow up on that. Okay. Thank you very much. Oluyemi Ogundele is my name. Uh, I came from Nigeria, born in the sixties, did my primary and secondary school education in Nigeria before traveling down to Europe in Vienna, Austria to precise where I'm now residing and I work with the International Atomic Energy Agency. But the road to date has been a long one. When I came to Europe, actually, I have no family in Austria where I arrived at. So I started from the beginning, and a lot of people really rallied around to help me. And that has been my foundation. That is how I also develop interest in helping others to integrate into the system here. Uh, here in Austria, as you all know, we speak German language, so it's hard enough to come to a country where you, are, you know nobody and then to start learning the language and then to study and then to even get a job. And as you know, this is a country that, that doesn't colonize any African country. They are not used to we Africans, so it's not very easy, but everything works for good. So I have people around who are able to help, so I develop this interest and all the while I've also been to this business of helping started with the Nigerian Student Union, served many years. Nigerian Student Union served also my ethnic group, Yoruba community in Austria. Eventually, I was also, I started from the, almost from the, from, from the root. Uh, I also became the chairman of Nigerian community in Austria, and later president of Nigeria in diaspora organization, Europe Austrian chapter. And up to now, I'm still serving, still trying different ways to make sure the Nigerians who find themselves here, or Africans generally, can cope with the situation here. That is very inspiring. I can see you, you have put yourself out there for other people so that, you know, you can be of service to people. So 
Um, there are so many things you've talked about that I would like to, you know, pick on. You talked about, you know, coming here, how, coming where, where you are, how it's not been easy and how you persevered, how you got people to help you. So there are a lot of things. So I want to talk about what do you think about community spirit where people get to help one another? Um, when you arrived in Vienna, um, you saw a few people that helped you. What would you say to that spirit now? Do we still have the same as it was then? No, no. In fact, uh, I would say Capitan, no. At that time, I mean, we're all the same. There was nobody suspecting each other. Most of us who find ourselves here, we're either students or some diplomats who are working in the embassy or some staff of the international organizations. So, but this has changed drastically. Now we have people who came in for different reasons. So everybody's suspicious of each other. At that time, you can meet someone on the street and say, okay, I have nowhere to sleep. I say, come over to my house and stay for one or two weeks until you get somewhere to stay. But here you are afraid to even keep somebody in your house. Even if you want to help, you would rather prefer to pay some euros for someone to lodge in an hotel or in a guest house for those days instead of lodging them to you because you don't know what they're up to except somebody you know from home, somebody you know privately and you can vouch for. So the trust is no more there and, and the desperation is much now. At that time, you just, you're happy if you can get your three square meals and, and study, that's all. But now everybody's desperate. They believe being here in Europe you should be making money. People are told the pressure is coming and people are desperate to do anything, anything to make money, to make admits. And that is it. And when you find out that some people have been here for many years and they are living an humble life, they still want to say, ah, what are you doing? And they couldn't believe it's possible because they know you just have to rush and take, make things. So the patient is not there. We've lost value. That is just it. Oh. Thank you for sharing that. So now we want to begin to wonder what, in your opinion, made the morals that, you know, these simple human morals, attitude, behavior that makes us be better for one another, be better to ourselves. What made them, well, I'm not going to say they vanished, but what's taking them away from us? Yeah, first we have no patience. We want things to happen immediately. We don't believe that we have to do things in the right way. We want to take the fast track, the fast lane. Nobody wants to follow the normal procedure. Everybody is desperate. Desperation is too much for now. And that is the issue. It's because you realize that if you, a journey that will take you one week, some people want to make it within two days or even one day. And they are ready to do anything for that. So we don't have patience. We don't, and we don't have love of each other actually. Because you know, if you want to get something, you may have to hurt your brother or your sister to get it. They don't care. They want to get it done, and they don't care. Anybody will get hurt on the way, and that is it. So, but before this value is there, you care about your brothers, you care about your sisters, and uh, you 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 also care about your family name. You see, you want to defend your family, the country you come from. You don't want your country to be seen in bad light, you know. So everything matters at that time. But now nobody cares. I mean, of course, 
they may have a, an argument that things are not good back home for most of us who come in from Africa, Nigeria to be precise. Uh, things are not very easy, but it doesn't make it doesn't necessarily mean that we should make it worse. So that is some of the, the, the issue now. People are really too desperate. They want to get things done. They want to take the, the fast lane. That is really, um, well, not so good. I'm not going to say pathetic, but it's just um, about the worst place we can have ourselves because desperation in any situation breeds viol violence sometimes. It breeds um What's the opposite of peace? It, it breeds so much anarchy within you. Okay, you don't even have peace within you. So where we don't have that value, we're losing so much to one another as well as individuals. We're not growing as individuals. We're not evolving. We're not helping ourselves, unfortunately. Okay, so from what you told me and from the roles that you have served within, I can see that you are a true leader. You have given yourself in service to so many people, to communities within Vienna, to people who you want to help and bring together. So tell me, what is leadership to you? What, what, what would you say leadership is? Because I think you have great leadership traits. Yeah, leadership for me is serving. So a leader is a servant. You have to lead by example. You have to serve others. Leadership is not that you are the leader and you have to sit up there and you command people around you to do this, to do that. No, you are to serve. So that is number one. And secondly, very important in leadership is that you also try to mentor people around you, to train people to take over from you. I mean, once you know that the very day you, 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 take the, you receive the button of leadership, you have to prepare for giving it over to someone else. So you have to start thinking the very same day of how to mentor someone to take over from you. Because you can never say you are successful except you have a successor. So that is why we have a lot of African leaders. Uh, they want to take the leadership uh, mantle, the, the, the button to, the, to their grave. This is somebody who has been president of a country for 40 years, 50 years. I mean, it's not impossible. You cannot be the only person who can lead. There must be somebody else who can also do the same thing, if not even better than what you are doing. But because they are not prepared to leave, they are not prepared. They've not mentored anyone. They've not trained anyone to take over from there. So they find it difficult to leave. And they will be thinking that if I leave, everything will collapse. But if you have really mentored someone to take over from you, you won't be afraid of, of, of leaving. So leadership is, one, you have to lead by example. You have to see yourself as a servant and not as a boss. And also you have to prepare to hand over the leadership mantle. You should set a limit. Okay, I'm going to, I'm in that position. There's some constitutional limit that will tell you, okay, you can only be a leader for three years, four years or five years, which is limited. Even in most cases, when some leader come up, they try to take advantage of being the leader to change that law, even to make them stay longer. That is a problem. So you, when you think you have an, uh, an indefinite, uh, an open check, you have definite uh, stay, a definite visa, then you wouldn't even prepare to leave. But when you know you are leaving, so like I said, the very first day you take over is the day you also start preparing for leaving, and then you find things very easy for you to leave. But if you don't prepare, then it's too late, then you'll be horribly, and then you don't find anybody who can take over. So that is where I say leadership. I've occupied a lot of leadership posts. I've the former 
president of Nigerian Student Union, former uh, president of Nigerian community in Austria, former chairman of Nigerian diaspora. And uh, people, say, as people keep saying, you are saying former, former. I say, look, there's time limit, and I have to stay that time limit. I'm still, in fact, I, sometimes I retire, but I'm not tired. I still take new challenges. But anytime I take a challenge, I'm always preparing for the day I will be leaving, and I make sure I find someone suitable to take over from me. So that is the way I see leadership. It's not for somebody to, to feel that he's the best or to command people around. No, no, no. It's about serving. Thank you so much for that wonderful tip you've shared with us. So I noticed that you, you are so forward-looking to the point that when you get a role, you begin to prepare, you begin to look forward, look ahead to say, okay, someday I'm going to leave here and I've got to keep it well. So I've got to put somebody in place. What do you think is the problem where leaders do not think ahead of, you know, how to um, help other people, how to make other people grow, how to mentor them and, you know, put a successor, if we call it that way, or, you know, train somebody so that they are there when they're gone? Or how, why would they not prepare? How should they prepare? Okay. Why? I would say because some of them, they've not done a good job, a diligent job. And they are afraid that if they leave, somebody else comes in, the person will discover all the wrong things they've done. If they're in position of power, they control of money, they will have spent the money unnecessarily or benefit themselves from this money. If they're positioned to employ, they must have employed people who are not qualified, try to just put people there that are not even qualified to do the job. And they believe that when somebody comes up in, the person will expose all this and someone that has been seen as an hero will now be seen as a nobody and is a loser and they will lose the value and their the face and everything like that. So they try to cover up. And the more they cover, the more they commit a lot of other atrocities because to cover up, they have to do other things to cover up and that is all this. So even if somebody is coming in, they will try to make sure they are looking for somebody that can tr they can trust and they can, they, they can have a lot of secrets together. But then they will start thinking again that, are you sure this person will cover up this and this? So they try to hold, 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 hold on to this, probably until they see somebody who's ready to do their bids, to do to anything blindly for them. So that is always the problem where some of them are afraid to leave. And that is even the major reason. Oh, there are a lot of other reasons why people don't want to leave the post. Some people believe it's their bad right. Some people find themselves so comfortable, it's their comfort zone, they don't want to go somewhere else. You see, so at all, some of them, they are preparing, maybe they believe it's a family thing. They're preparing that maybe they have a child or that is this young. They want the child to grow up and be of age so that they'll be able to hand over to that child. I mean, that can only happen in the family business, not when you are serving the community, when you, you are serving uh, the republic, you are serving humanity. So these are some of the reasons. In fact, the main reason is that they are not really prepared. They've not done a good job. If you do a good job and you, are, you take an organization from zero up there, you are, you are proud. You want to show people that this is what I've done and there's somebody else coming. And of course, you should make yourself available to also be as an advisor for that person so that person doesn't fall. 
So you don't want to leave and then, okay, I don't care what I've built for years can crack. No, you have to just stay behind too and also support. But these things mostly is an African mentality too. So we have this mentality that, no, it can only be me. If it's not me, this ego, so no else can do it. So, and they believe that when they leave, anybody that take over will not be able to do it very well. But you should just give them a try. If you train them very well, and you're also standing by to support them, you should not be afraid that all the things you've done will collapse. So, so of course, I've seen many people who tell me, no, 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 if I leave, I'm sure this thing will be nothing again to collapse. And I don't want this to collapse. I love it passionately. And that's why I'm staying behind. I said, you can't stay until you die. So that is the reason why we have so many, even African of state dying while they are, they are in service. But here in Europe, you see somebody who do his four or five years and retired and is enjoying his life. I still have many, many more years to do and do other things. So this is the issue. We are just afraid of the fact that people will get to see all the evil that we must have done behind us. So it's just a matter of type of cover-up. So And trust is not there. And of course, like I said, also we didn't prepare someone else to take over from us. Thank you so much. That is so wonderful. Okay. So let's look ahead just like you do normally. Okay because we will not anticipate and we will not hope that things, you know, remain the way they are. So we want things to, to change, say in the future or, you know, as soon as possible. What mentality, what, what kind of mindset or intentions can leaders begin to put on so that, you know, they start to prepare, they start to do good work, they, they begin to be proud of what they're doing to the point that they're able to train other people and leave people there to take over from there. Yeah, one thing is, even like I mentioned before, I use that phrase that you might retire, but you are not tired. So you, you should be able, even if you leave a post, you should not just go back to your shell or anything. You continue to take new challenges, to continue to mentor people. And when you move out ahead, there's still something out there for you. You see people who retire, who see what's a consultant, I see things people who have seen you where you are serving, they come to you. So when people see that they're still alive after retirement, some people will then say, okay, no problem, I don't have to sit down here and stay put if i leave there's still other things out there for me to do and of course if you do if you look at the example of people who have done well you'll be motivated to do something i know area where i've served before and when i pass through this area again people will call me i can recommend someone i know where i've worked before that i can tell someone i say please go to this company mention my name that i or just give you a note Oh, this is from engineer. Oh, this is a uh, then for him to recommend you, we'll show you a good chap. But we have individuals. There was a time my wife was looking for a job, and we, we asked someone, You work in this company before. Can you recommend my wife? I said, No, 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 no. There's a job there. Let her go there. But she should not mention my name. The moment she mentioned my name, she wouldn't get a job. So I was like, Why? He said, Don't worry. Of course, I know what has happened. If you live somewhere, destroying the place or you're not doing very well, you'll not be able to send someone there. So, but if you serve, you believe there's life after retirement, you believe life after serving a place and you did a very good job, you, you can be proud 
to pass that route again. You're proud to recommend somebody to pass that route. And you'll be able to get even a bigger job out there. There's still a lot of things out there that you can still do. So when you look at all this, you'll be motivated. And I, like I said, the trust is no more there. People are losing values. So we just have to start doing that. And this is also a cultural thing. I keep saying it. Some of us is the way we were trained when we were young, the discipline were given to us but now things has changed so people want, also want to change with time and say no this is this this is this. no we also have to also educate that look these things will not be like this forever it was better before things change and it can also get better again the, the condition is permanent like they normally say so I, I like i told someone when i was growing up in in, in, in africa in nigeria my first job i got by going to a, a labor office Someone told me, so you mean there used to be a job office in Nigeria? I said, yes. In the 60s, in the 70s, there's a job office. When I finished school in 79, I got to Lagos. My dad told me the next day, go to Ikoyi, to Ministry of Labor, and go and register that you are looking for a job. I went the first day. They asked me to be coming once every week. The third time I went, I got a job. And that was just, that was my first job. I didn't pay anything. I didn't bribe anybody. I just fill out my form and the, the, the company, we, we, we talked to the labor office, they're looking for staff. And that is what is happening all over Europe now. But in Africa is no more existing. You can't even get a job except somebody recommend you or you pay or you bribe and stuff like that. So I told people this was how it was before. That's how we grew up. But at this change now, but I believe things will still change. A lot of things have been changing around and we change that we get to that level again. But when people lost hope and believe things will never get better again, that is the issue. So we have to also educate them then to let them know. So look, this is the situation, things will change. And with honesty, you can get a lot of things. A lot of things has happened when you do a good job for someone, you're a technician and do a good job. They will recommend you to people you get you get, you get buoyant. But some people want to do a bad job just to squeeze the money out of you. And next time they will ask you, who did say, no, don't call this guy. He messed up. He did this, he did that. And they don't have it anymore. So we just we don't you not just leave everything and say, no, we don't care. We have to care. Our integrity matters. Honesty matters. And we should not give up. We should believe things will get better. And if two or three people start pulling it all together to make things better, it will get better. But when everybody believes, no, it has collapsed and we want just to draw it down. And that is the problem. So I believe things will still change. We just have to have patience. We just have to be mindful of what we're doing. We have to keep our integrity, our good names, and then things will get better. I mean, even when people are complaining that things are bad, we still have some guys who are smart and who are doing a good job and they are, they are excelling in anything they are doing. Of course, education is very important too. Exactly, exactly. Thank you so much for that. Um, I believe that every one of us, every individual, wherever they are, they contribute to what's happening in the world. They contribute to, to the good of the world. They contribute to the evil, regardless of how little their actions are. So if every one of us contributes with what we do, I know that, you know, whatever people do, you, you, you don't hold it on to the general community. So how can people realize that every little thing that they do does add to the lot, does add to the whole, and then begin to take individual responsibility in their daily living, in their intentions, in the way they act and they behave and they show up in the world so that at least in their corner, they will know that they're doing their bit, to make things better. 
Okay. Now, a program like this is also part of it. It's little, but it really goes a long way to help. We should also, also give the success story of people who have done things in the right way and this works out for them. So put to believe, to see that you can do a good thing and things will get better. I look, I use myself as an example. The job I'm doing now, which I love, so, so passionate about my job, I got it because I, I, I was just trying to be myself. Someone needed assistant. I, I, I supported and I did a good job and I told the person, I finished this thing within an hour. You don't have to waste your time. I said, oh, somebody told me it's going to be about five or six. I said, no, within an hour. And I did what I, so I discovered the, the, the issue. I ratified it and everything was okay. And the guy told me, he said, look, I'm, I'm new in town. I'm the uh, section head of uh, this department in the International Atomic Energy Agency. We need people like you as a technician, as an engineer. So if I have my next, the next vacancy in my department, I will let you know you can apply. It's no problem. And that was it. So less than a year later, I just got a phone call. Yeah, we needed this, this, this. I'm a multimedia engineer, and I know you, you're good in this. Can you apply? And I applied, and the next, the other, uh, everything is history today. And I'm, I've been more than 20 years doing my job, and I love doing it. And it's not easy to get a job, and even not international like that, with high reputation. But that is because I did the right thing. So when you know that at times, when you do the right thing, you 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 can profit. You can have you, you can get some get something back from it. Then you start doing it. And when those who have gone through it have done it too and uh, had good results, also doesn't keep quiet. Let people know that there's is, there's something positive when you are doing something right. Then people will start changing. But when but when we keep seeing only the negative ones, those who make money by scamming people, they make million and they are bluffing and they are showing off, and people want to use them as a role model. That is the issue. And of course, unfortunately now people they, they see all those bad people as role models because they spend anyhow they even when they don't have the bluff and people think they have it. So we have to also start bringing up people who have success stories, who have done good, who have done things right, and they're also up there. So they'll know that you don't, not all the bad guys got up there. Even the right guy also get up there. So a program like this also for somebody saying the experience, people coming out, not shining out, we also help. And a lot of other things like that, join together, we let people know that, look, you can get it right. And then still do the right thing and then still be successful. Thank you so, so much. That is so powerful. That is so wonderful. I mean, it, it will definitely inspire a lot of people listening because you did one, one act of good, you know, you just you showed up, you, you were yourself, you, you acted with your conscience and that got you to a lifetime success. That is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. That's really great. So just as we said, I mean, every individual in their little corner, they are contributing to whatever is happening in the world, the world around you. And it's your responsibility to take that action, to change things. If you do not like it, be yourself, be authentic and just show up, you know, with your conscience. Wow. And you, you, you cannot imagine what's going to happen. Just like the story that engineer um, told us. That is so wonderful. Thank you so much for that. You're yes. welcome. So let's, let's go into a little bit about what you do as, as um, an engineer. Okay. So many people would, would like to do that. Is this still the same thing? Well, I want to believe education still stays like, 
what will make people who inspire to be like you work where you work, you know, be great at becoming an engineer? What, what would they be doing? How can they do it? Okay. First, you have to be passionate about what you are doing. You have to love what you are doing. If you get a job, even they're paying you million, and you don't love the job, then you're in the wrong place because you don't have happiness. You cannot even move forward because that's not what you want to do. You have to love to do it first. You also have to keep learning, educating yourself. I, I, I always come back to myself. When I studied, at that time, we do a lot of things manually. You have to go to school with all this long ruler, long uh, uh, compass to draw, to find a line from here and stuff like that. That's how I studied. We don't even have computer at that time. But now, to be able to, to do my job now, you need all these things. And you don't want all the young guys who just finish university get your job. So you have to keep educating yourself. So I keep educating myself. Uh, very current, look at the new uh, magazines, listen to news, see what is new, if there's anything new, I, if I find in the TV or anywhere, I'll, I'll Google it, look down to it, try to educate myself, buy books, and of course, train myself, keep going to training and stuff like that. But education is number one, you have to have the right education, okay? That is the first thing. Secondly, you have to love what you, you are doing. And of course, a lot of people have this problem. They believe getting a job in the UN or international organization is difficult. It's not difficult. You have to try. If you don't try, you don't get there. I've seen someone who was working. She's a lady working in Nigeria, and she, she saw an advertisement in the UN, and she applied. At that time, they were really passionate about getting a lady to do the job. Secondly, they are looking for someone from the third world country. So she, she was in the right place at the right time. She's qualified. She did the job very well. And of course, I can tell you this, just like in sports too. If you do, if you train in Africa, because of what you go through in getting all this training, we do have all these things, and you can compete in the interview, certainly with somebody from Europe or other part of the world, Western world, they will get you because they know you, you didn't find it. It's not easy to get all this knowledge there and to be good. So as far as you are qualified, you have a better chance. Because they want also to balance the gender. That's why the lady got the job. And secondly, they want some people from third world country to come. So they get the, they, she got the job and she said, no, I didn't know anybody. And even the interview, they couldn't get a video conference. That time it was a telephone interview and she was saying the right words, saying the right thing. And they said, okay, next, come over. And then she did the final interview here and she got the job. And she's still on the job. You see, she has even moved up. So, but at times we believe it's difficult. You don't say things are difficult without trying it. So do go to the website, check the, the vacancy notice. If something you think you can do or something you are sure you can do, apply. Even if you are not, because we have problem in also the technique of interview. If you can make it the first time, at least the first time you have the knowledge of it's going to be like how the interview went and stuff, Try give it a trial again. Because now I work mostly with People applying for job. That's why I'm saying this. And I know we have limited Africans or people from third world applying for job. And I, I keep wondering why. Because now we do a lot of things virtually. So and that's my job to get connect people from different areas. And I, I sit down and listen to when they've been interviewed and what is being required of them. And I know this is not a, a science rocket. But most of our people, they, are, they don't even want to give it a try. They already from the from the beginning. They are really biased about it. So I don't think we can get this thing. No, I want just to encourage people. If you love doing something, you're passionate about that, you're sure you can do it. Give it a try. 
even if you are not perfect, you keep getting, you keep training, getting more training. I need a specific training needed for the job. Don't bother. Don't, don't think about the money. Invest. You know, when we were doing when, when we we're doing our job, there were some new things that we do have at that time, and it's necessary now. You don't bother to part with three, four, five hundred pounds and and get the training. And then you're there. And they will be happy when they know you did this training on your own and pay for it. I say, oh, this is somebody who's really ready to do the job. Of course, on the job too, the, the company or the organization will send you out for course because they want you also to be on top of your game. So we should be ready to do it. We should have passion for what we're doing. We should love the job. So you can't just go somewhere and be doing something you don't like doing. You end up messing it up. But you should be passionate about it and be ready to do and be ready to learn. And honesty is very important. You should be able to work without supervision. Even now, we've seen it with this COVID time now. Most of us have to work, start working from home. Of course, the, the managers know how to also to measure uh, the, 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 what you've done one way or the other, but nobody is checking on you. So you should be able to work without anybody controlling and running after you. So, and if you do it well, you, you can be proud. You can stand and say, look, this is what I do. This is what I did and defend, defend it. And you can do it anytime, anywhere. And that is how things should work. And we don't know. With this, after this COVID now, things will never be the same again. A lot of jobs will now be being done remotely because they've seen it. It has happened. They say that they saw that it's possible. So a lot of people wouldn't go back to office again after even this COVID time. But when you are somebody who cannot work without supervision, then you have no way in the new order. Wow, that is so great. Thank you so much. So be on top of your game, you said. You yes. Know, people should train themselves. We shouldn't shy away from challenges. We should be ready. At least give it a try before you yes. say it's not working. You can't just sit down somewhere and say it's not working. You can't just look at something and say it's difficult. It's hard. I can't get it. You know, that sort no. of thing. We should You can't be afraid of making mistakes. Exactly. We should I've make... seen people who tell me, ah, you, you, when you were the chairman of this community, or this, you made this, 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 this mistake. Did it take about four or five? Said, oh, thank you. I said, yes, I did. But I learned from that mistake and I tried to correct it. Yeah, but when somebody else was there, they didn't make mistakes. I said, yeah. You have to also see the, the volume of job I did. So if I did 40 projects and I make mistake in two, I've tried. But somebody who did only three projects in, in maybe four years and make no mistake. You, can, you cannot compare the same person because person is afraid even to take challenges, afraid to, to, to do new things. There were people out there who need your help. You're afraid to help them because you're thinking you are you're going to make a mistake. No. If you make a sincere mistake, honest mistake that you don't even want to wrong anybody, it was a mistake, of course you will learn from it and then you, 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 you pick a piece of it and then make correction. That is it. We should not be afraid of that. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, we cannot advance and grow if we don't make mistakes anyway. So... <laughs> I think it's part of life. We should we should be okay. Um, it's a challenge. We should be okay facing challenges, mistakes, and that sort of thing. It helps us to grow. It it adds to our story anyway. It makes it better exactly. for us. Okay, so we are running out of time now. What is your one word that you want to? What is your advice that you want to give? You know, at this point, to anybody who, you know, is looking to go through life and just make things happen. You know, they want to face the challenge, but they don't understand how to go about it. What would you be saying to them now? I'll just tell them, be yourself. Try to be yourself. Don't try to copy other, emulate any other. Be yourself. If you are yourself, you 
know what you're capable of doing, capable of doing, you will do it well. But when you try to do more than you can do, trying to watch someone else to do what you're doing, try to believe everything you read on social media, everything you see, all, all that glitter is gold. A lot of people are, it's just the Nigerian, when they say packaging, so people package, it's not even there, not reality. So you have to be yourself, take challenges and be very honest with it. When you are honest, even when you are not getting it right, one day you will get it right. The people around you will see the honesty in you. I've seen people before who attend interview and they will tell you, I'm sorry, this one, I don't know about, I don't know this. Uh, this is strange to me. I said, okay, at the end of the day, so I think I'll give this guy this job. He's honest about it. He said he didn't know this. But some other people, they don't know it, but they'll try to manipulate or try to bring around the bush and try to give impression. They said, this guy, if this guy is employed, he will come and manipulate us and try to do, to try to change the whole thing here. But if you are honest, so the honesty pace still pace maybe i will say that because people believe you are honest you don't make it anymore but no honesty still pays and you should try and be yourself and never give up thank believe you in yourself so much thank you so much thank you so much for that thank you and on that note i'm just going to add that keep your values positive because your values become your destiny as you have just portrayed to us in our in your story and that's from mahatma gandhi Okay, and on that note, we shall be ending the You Soulful Genius for this episode. Thank you so much, Engineer Oluyemi Ogudeli, for joining us. It's been a privilege having you. We hope that some other time later, you will be able to come back on the show. Thank you, and have a wonderful I day. I promise to. The pleasure is mine. Thank you for having me. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the You Soulful Genius podcast. Please do share, subscribe, and get in touch with us. To learn more about the You Soulful Genius podcast, visit creativebusinessuite.com. And do not forget to join us next week for another beautiful episode of the podcast. <music>